Welcome to the Listen Gamer podcast, where we leave you exhausted on the ground after making you dead hard. I'm King Crazy, also known as Kev. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm joined by... I'm Ryan, I'm also known as Yes Crew or Imberbis, which is my uh, editing side of things. So today we've got a few topics and uh, we're going to start off today with some gaming superstitions. So things like lucky controllers, how you open a loot box, anything like standing on your head and open it with your tongue, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, back in the 90s, when I was just a little wee snapper, I used to press certain buttons for catching Pokemon in uh, Pokemon like Emerald, Fire Red, all that kind of stuff. So uh, my favorite was holding A and the up arrow on the joypad, on the on the, the little console thing. And uh, whenever the ball used to go from left to right, I would press left and right to, to make sure that it, it captured the Pokemon. <laughs> and it worked so many times. Like, I, I swear by it. It still works today, I can guarantee it. So if you've, if you've still got any of those games, even on an emulator, just try it. It works 100% of the time. Just bust out an old Game Boy and start trying to catch Pokemon again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, I, I feel you with that. So my thing used to be was um, you would th- press A to throw the Pokeball, and then I would mash A consistently until the ball like hit the floor. And then yeah. as, it, as it would start rolling, I would hold A because that would hold the Pokemon in the ball. Yeah, no. And Honestly, w- you, you said about smashing the A button and it reminded me of another one that I did <laughs> that didn't seem to work as good. <laughs> so I did the same thing as you. So I mashed the A button, uh, but as soon as it hit the Pokemon, like I would stop. And then every bounce that it would do, like bouncing on the ground, I would press A every bounce <laughs> and then as it went left and right i would press a again a again and uh like it worked but it didn't work as often as my left and right button strat and mm. it was it was fantastic it was stupid it didn't work obviously but it did for me in my head this one will uh this one will trigger your little troll on the inside um so back in the day i used to tell my friend that if he pressed b fast enough when a pokemon was evolving that it would skip an evolution and go to the final evolution. Oh, no. Which would just cancel the evolution. He couldn't understand why, so I kept telling him he was doing it wrong. That is awful. <laughs> you were the worst kind of friend. <laughs> it, it, it took him about a week to figure it out. That is... I <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> like, it is that moment. Like, that was... Oh, that is awful. Roll complete. Return to HQ. <laughs> wow uh, that yeah, is it was great I, that's terrible how could you do that <laughs> Mo- moving swiftly on before i get bullied for that one um yeah one one thing i used to do a lot um and still do apparently is when you need to turn in a game typically with racing games and you lean to the side that you're turning to oh yeah yeah i've i've, I've noticed that just as it does a smidge everyone knows it works everyone knows you turn better if you turn but does it though listen blight mains have wireless headsets so that they can spin around on their chair to get their flicks i'm telling you 100 percent. okay so next time uh we play dead by daylight please stream it play blight and uh, show me how to play blight while spinning around in your chair (laughs) (laughs) i haven't got a wireless headset sorry it's not possible that's that's fine. I'll, I'll send you one. It's just no problem at all. Uh, but yeah, it's, I've seen you do this multiple times in your streams. When you used to stream, that is. Yeah. 
uh, it was yeah it was funny playing when he was playing survivor you'd 360 the killer and you'd you'd be like a mixing bowl you'd just be going round and round as you're 360 in the killer <laughs> and then whenever you you played as killer you would sort of like when you'd lunge for the attack and they tried to 360 you so when you'd lunge for the attack it's like you would headbutt the the camera like you would just lunge into the camera yourself and then I if they tried to th bad. you was you was no. terrible no. and then if they tried to 360 you at the same time you would lunge and then spin <laughs> the same way that they <laughs> spin the same way that they spun it was listen, listen right <laughs> listen if, gamer listen gamer if it works it works it's as simple as that i mean you may have got the hit 50% of the time, but that's only because your eyes kept on the screen. Because you did a th full 360 or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some more of them is like, you know, like in the loading screen of games, like if you just mash your buttons or something, it would make it load faster. Um, if you, like in fighting games, if you like press like a super attack or something, if you press the button harder, the, the attack will be stronger. <laughs> Press as the well. button harder. Yeah. No, um, um, you, you'll know more about this, and this will probably make you laugh even more. So um, I used to play an old, really old Yu-Gi-Oh game where you could, like, combine the cards to put them, to, like, make them into stronger monsters, if I remember rightly. Yeah, fusion and, monsters. Yeah, I'm not big on the whole thing. So um, the one that I played, very, this is, like, PlayStation 2 game, I think it was. Um, You could select what cards in your deck like in your hand at the time you wanted to try and fuse together yeah so i used to try i used to put them all up and fuse every single card together just to see what i would come out with Jeez, and i was adamant I... that i get a blue eyes white dragon one day out of it oh no 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 no, no. that's Never awful happened. i think the game though that you're on about is Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the roses it might be i i have no clue i have absolutely no clue it may just... have been because I remember That's... having some weird uh, thing like that in one of the Yu-Gi-Oh games I had, mm. and it, you played it like chess. Like you, um, if this rem uh, reminds you of the game, let me know. But essentially, you would choose like sort of your deck master, and then as you load into the game, uh, your deck master would be the, po the I was going to say Pokemon, the monster that you chose, mm. and you'd have to move your cards and move your deck master around the essentially chessboard kind of thing, and then you could fuse your monsters together come up with some random combinations and battle the other guy on the other side and try and kill them kind of thing was that what it was or no i don't think i ever even actually played the full game i think i used to just go into quick matches try and fuse <laughs> all the monsters together and when i ended up with absolute shit i just turned it off and go and play something else yeah that's fair enough then <laughs> with, the, with the loading that. screens um there was an old game i used to play was um i can't God knows what the actual title of it was, but it was an old Dragon Ball Z game. And in the loading screen, if you spun the analog around on the controller, you could make um, the old Master Roshi fly on his little turtle around the screen. Oh, that's cool as hell. That was that's fun. Quite, a few games have that uh, thing as well, like Skyrim has it. Um, it. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but if you press the uh, analog sticks in a certain direction, it would make the loading screen... Uh, sorry, no. If you if you press the analog sticks in a certain direction, it would like turn the uh, the monsters or whatever's on the loading screen around, and you could zoom in and out and stuff. And uh, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh as well, on Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Legacy of the Duelist and the the new ones that have come out, uh, you can actually do the same thing on the loading screen there too. So if you mm. press like the WSD buttons, it would like alter the 
the the loading screen, which things like that make I think that those little things that give the game just a little, little extra thing, a quirk. Yeah, that, those little quirks, yeah. Yeah, so it, it it helps like other than pressing the buttons constantly to like make the loading screen load faster. <laughs> uh yeah, it's 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 a nice little thing like Easter egg in the game. Yeah, it's the thing I like I, I love how convenient games are now. Like, you can load your PC up, go onto Steam, and just download the game and start playing it. Yeah. But I, I do really miss the old school of, like, having to go and buy the physical game. And, like, remember, the, like, the, the first Pokemon games? And you would have the case, and inside the case would be the, the cartridge for the game. And they'd have, like, yeah. a handy guide booklet. To the it was an where, experience. Like, like, even the booklet at the back had a space for you to write notes. And I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, GTA used to have one. It was just solely there just so you could write down your old cheats. I was just about to say, cheat codes. Literally it that. Says, yeah, it said notes, but they may as well have just put cheat codes. Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. Like, I remember writing in my old um, Pokemon Red one um, after fucking ages searching up how to get Mew. Oh, 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 that old chestnut! Did you use strength on the truck? Which, we we talked we talked we talked about it last week using the strength on the on the truck, but there is actually methods to get Mew, and they're really fucking they're really complicated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's fantastic though. Still sticking with all games, mm. uh, I used to have the NES. Sorry, no, the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment mm. System, and uh, I've got a feeling that you've got something to tell me about this. I shouldn't have done it, but all I did to make everything work is blow inside the cartridge or blow inside the actual console itself. If blowing in the cartridge didn't work, I would blow inside the uh, the actual, you know, the, the flap. You'd open the flap, mm. you'd shove your fingers in and just open it, and then you'd blow in it. Like, yeah. that's that's what I did. If it blowing the cartridge didn't, didn't work, that's what I would do. And it worked so, then. So in, in theory and in principle, it works. Um... Yeah, the, the the idea behind it was essentially that um the pins to operate the game would have a poor connection if they were covered in dust and stuff. Um, right. so obviously blowing on them would get the dust off enough for that connection to be restored and make the game work, and that's why it worked. Right. Okay. But um, if I remember rightly, Nintendo's official stance on it was do not blow into your own cartridge, because whilst yes, you're blowing the dust off. The condensation from your moist breath um, could actually like end up corroding the pins and just break the game altogether completely. Jeez. And that's that's like although it worked, they had to give that advice because if they told people to blow in it and they broke the pins, like they're liable. They're at fault. Yeah, they're liable. But that's yeah. mad. I didn't actually. I didn't actually know that. So yeah, I'm glad that, that you. That, uh, that was there. I'm still blowing him. <laughs> I'm still blowing my cartridge. It works. It's, it's the same as like hitting something. You hit something that's broken, it'll probably work. Exactly. I was. It's like watching Stranger Things. Uh, when the TV wasn't working, what do they do? They was like hit it, hit it. So they punched the side of the TV, and it instantly started working again. It's like fantastic. It's so like there's so many generic things to fix things, and it does make me laugh. With them, um, so my first week of training for my new job at the moment. Uh, we had uh, the IT guy in because um, it's all on laptops and stuff. So we need he needed to be there to make sure like all the laptops were working properly and he could fix anything on hand while he was there. Yeah. So um, one of the girls' laptops wasn't working properly. And he got up, walked over and was like, oh, um, yeah, I, I, I can probably fix this. Um, can you just press control, alt, delete? And I was like, 
That's all you need to be an IT man. Control alt delete. It fixes That's... everything. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was in absolute stitches. And they've just people were looking at me like, why are you laughing? I was like, control alt delete fixes all PCs and it always has them. That's crazy. Did he ask you to go in like task manager or something? <laughs> no, he ended up going in and doing things and got it fixed. But like it's it it's just, just funny that, that it was just that just one that. moment. He was like, he got up out of his chair, like all ready to go and fix this computer, and all he had to do was control alt delete and like click a few options. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really paying oh, that much that's... attention after I was too busy laughing. That's mad. I would have just said press control shift and escape. <laughs> so for you tech tech nerds that know this, uh that you know what I'm doing, but essentially control shift and escape if you press that on your windows pc it just opens up task manager it, it skips the entire control alt delete thing and then go in for task manager mm. so as long as your keyboard works it doesn't matter if your mouse doesn't because you can actually that is the shortcut to open task manager so for those of you who didn't know and you need to there you go a little tech tip for you i remember when we used to do in school and i can't remember the actual code for it but it was like it was something like control shift or control alt I think I know what you're going. Yeah, the arrow keys. buttons to, yeah. change, to flip the screen. Dude, I used to do that on every single computer in the IT suite, and nobody knew how to put it back. It was fantastic. I, I can't for the life of me remember what it is. It's the control, alt, and uh, an up or down arrow. I'm not doing it now because I've got three screens I'm looking at right now, and I do <laughs> not want them. Upside down. Yeah, I don't want them to flick upside down and then just things go wrong. And. If it's not that, it's Control Shift and the arrow keys, all three of them. But I'm fairly certain it's Control Alt. Uh, but yeah, I don't want I don't want to do it yet. <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not doing it because I won't be able to fix it if I can't get it back. <laughs> the, um, but the thing is, they've actively made it part of the graphics uh, drivers and the the uh, the control panels now because there's a lot of people um, with productivity. There's a lot of streamers. There's a lot of editors. That if they don't have like ultra wide monitors or they've got multi monitor setups, they have like maybe one or two monitors normal uh, landscape. But then they put the third one. Uh, if they, for example, I've seen some streamers have their third monitor or second monitor a portrait. They've rotated mm -hmm. their screen uh, ninety degrees. Then they've got like their stream open at the top. They've got chat open on the bottom because they because it's a longer screen essentially. They can fit more on there. And so for anyone that is like struggling or they have a small monitor um for like their chat and stuff and they don't get to see it that much i think a, a good thing for you would be to turn your monitor 90 degrees uh change the orientation of the monitor in your graphic settings and then uh you can just see more on that screen then it's like you've got an ultra long mon monitor kind of thing uh yeah. so you'll be able to actually see more on there i remember um years ago there was a kid who was in the year below me in school as well um when I say he was good with computers, I mean he was a full-on bona fide hacker to the point where I think he was in year eight and he managed to um, reverse control, get into the IT teacher's computer and bring up um, Pornhub in the background while he was teaching the lesson. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, like, they they tried, I think he got into trouble for it eventually. But it yeah. took so long to figure out it was him because they couldn't comprehend the fact that this kid who was in year eight, which would be like well, 12 to 13 years old, had managed yeah. to hack into an IT computer teacher's computer. That's actually and, pretty good. Yeah. 
but like his his computer was on the big display screen as well so everyone could see what he was doing on his computer to be able to like follow along while we were learning yeah it was one that's, of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life that's fantastic we had this a similar security system kind of thing in uh my school where i went it was called like imperio or something like that it was, it was really strange but uh, we didn't have a reverse remote control feature that I knew of back then. But I used to, they'd essentially, if they wanted you to like listen and turn around and like learn on the lesson, what they would do, they would lock everyone's computers. Mm. And there was, uh, quote unquote, no way around it. And uh, <laughs> challenge accepted, said young Kev. And uh, there, was, there was this one day where I was like, you know what, I'm really going to try and like, figure out and stuff. So I press a certain uh, couple of... Uh, button combinations which then gave me access to the taskbar which yeah. then allowed me to to play around with some of the taskbar items which then i managed to close that particular program so they couldn't lock my screen anymore and there's like oh how come your screen's not locked i was like i don't know it's just not locked and so they tried doing it again it's like i can't access your computer <laughs> they, just couldn't, they couldn't do it it's like can you just restart like log out save your things re restart the computer so i restarted it and say oh brilliant it's locked now it must have just been a bug. So, like, as they walked off, I did the same thing again. <laughs> and they were just like, what the hell is going on? And it took them so long to figure out. And then they got away around it. And then, because I'm just, like, a nerd, and I didn't really have much going on in my life. <laughs> uh, this sounds pretty sad. But um, I love tinkering with computers and stuff. That's how I got through my day. So my day was, um, if I wasn't messing around with my computer, breaking it to purposely fix it or to find certain shortcuts and things, um, I was gaming. So I I was able to use that knowledge to piss around and have have some fun in, in school. And like I got on with the IT teacher really well because yeah. of that reason. And I was like, eventually I told him what I was doing and then he would find ways to block it. And then I would, <laughs> I would find ways to, to get around it. And it was just, it was like a cat and, and mouse. We were going back and forth. Like. Yeah, we was, we was just like chasing each other and it, it was great. It was really fun. So they, they, there's a couple of things we used to do in the, in the old IT class that were brilliant was um, swapping the monitor connections around. So oh, you would yeah. look like like it would look like you were controlling someone else's computer. Yeah. Oh, that was um, fun. And this will this will age me, I think. Um, stealing people's mouse balls. Oh yes. That, that was great. That was Cause fantastic. Because those were a thing. Yeah, mouse balls were a thing. <laughs> a, a very big thing. And they hurt. I just want to I just want to put this out there. Oh, if hell you, yeah, they hurt. If you've ever been... like, It was usually boys because girls wouldn't do like stupid stuff back mm -hmm. then. Not that I knew of. But essentially, if you was a guy in school when mouse balls were around, you, you'd know this pain. Essentially... We'd fuck around and uh, things would start to get heated. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you got this like massive metal ball covered in rubber flying at you. And it just, the bruises that it left, <laughs> it was they awful. Were, they were brutal. I think the equivalent of um, getting hit by a mouse, a, a mouse ball today would be maybe like the rubber bullets they have in, uh, you know, the riot guns or the riot controls. Yeah, or like, or like a paintball. It'd that be kind of, right. is is that's kind of the equivalent of what it would feel like. It was awful, but the most satisfying thing about uh, mice back then 
is cleaning them. Like, I loved... I don't know what it was. Call me weird. but no, I you've, lost, to... you've lost me there. <laughs> so, uh, on my computer, like, every week or whatever, I would clean it. Like, because I just liked taking care of my tech and stuff. And uh, I would take the mouse ball out. I would get a cotton bud. Uh, just put a little bit of water on it. Uh, but I, first off, I would, like, scrape the insides of... of you know the track and the things? There was, like, two or three, like, uh, little cylindrical things inside the mouse, which guided the mouse and told it where to go uh i can't remember what they called but they would basically tell the mouse where to go essentially and because of the mouse ball on your desk on your mouse pad and stuff like that it would catch dust it would pick up dust it would pick up hairs and that kind of stuff so it would leave this horrible like weird gunky crap on the inside so every so often if your mouse wasn't tracking what would you do you would like slap it on the desk right like you'd think hitting it would make it work right it was because of yeah because it was a buildup of gunk on the inside and I used to like it was like ASMR for me. I would take the ball out. I would I would rest the ball in like you know the little cover that you had to screw off. I would yeah. put that to the side. I would put the ball on that little cover, so it was like a little throne for the ball to sit on. <laughs> and then I would just clean the inside of it. And the gunk and the crap that used to come out is like, oh my god, that is absolutely disgusting. But getting it out and seeing all the internals of the the mouse where the mouse ball was clean again, it was very satisfying. I really enjoyed doing that. But yeah, you, that's my you, weird take. You placed this ball on his throne and it watched you clean its hole out. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty much. Yeah, pretty Bill. much. Yeah. To be honest with you, the only time I remember my mouse not tracking when I was in school was always when someone had stolen my mouse ball. I don't think I ever got to oh. the point where it was that dirty. Right, okay, fair enough then. My, my school was just grim. Yeah. But uh yeah, it used to happen in my house too. In like I just used to I just used to like cleaning him. But it was just weird. Like I am that kind of weird guy though. But uh speaking of like stealing people's mouse balls and stuff, when I used to work in an office, uh there was this one lady, she was she was young, like she was young, like she was early thirties, uh early to mid thirties, and she wasn't tech savvy at all. Like she knew everything on her phone. She she but PC wise or like anything to do with computers, laptops and stuff, she didn't have a clue. Uh yeah. she she was just like a mobile user essentially. And uh so I used to play games on people in the office, they used to play games on me kind of stuff. And because we were like going around people doing it, and we would only do it in people in our vicinity. And um we their systems weren't the best. The systems were terrible. And uh, they were prone to break in and just like constant tech issues. So essentially one day what I did, we had a spare keyboard and mouse on mine and my friend's side of the desk. Yeah. And uh, the way that the desks were laid out, they had like these flaps to open so you could plug things in or like cable manage that kind of stuff. So what I did this one day, I routed the cables for the spare keyboard and mouse through the cable channels. Uh, out the other side, behind her computer, I plugged the two USB ports in the back of her computer. So whenever she was like on a call or doing things, I would just like press one or two buttons. Or if she or if she was uh, going towards to click on something, I would move the mouse a little bit extra. <laughs> and uh, I would do it one day, and she would smash her keyboard. She would like she would get really frustrated. Do you, do you remember like the angry German? like me like kid. yeah yeah the angry german kid like she was going crazy and she would mute her microphone 
she would, she would mute her microphone mid-call and just scream to the manager, this fucking computer is just doing my head to this girl's mind of its own. <laughs> we was just there, trying to keep our calm and just trying to not do anything and just give it away and stuff. We went the entire 12-hour shift just pissing with her. <laughs> and I'm the bully. No, dude, like I did, some of the things that I did were awful because... <laughs> Like, it was just funny. She saw the funny side of it. She thought it was hilarious. They even changed the keyboard and mouse. It was like, oh, it must be the keyboard and mouse is malfunctioning. <laughs> they got a new one. Um, and uh, it's like, oh, give me that keyboard and mouse you have. It's like, oh, it's broken. Like, that's why it's there. Like, they haven't took it yet. <laughs> and so they believed me. And the, there was two things that I did that it was total accident. So she was moving her, her mouse. And... um Essentially, she was due to go on break. She was she was due to go on break, so she had to set her status to break. Yeah. And as she was moving her mouse, I moved it a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> and and she closed down that particular program that she needed to log out for break on. <laughs> so, but she was still signed into the system. So, and it was a busy time as well. Oh, so, like no. we was getting calls all the time. So, it took about two to three minutes to load up this particular system. And because I clicked close, she was like, oh, shit, what's going on? I It's just disappeared. <laughs> she, she kept having calls. <laughs> Every time she had a call, she, she had to wait for her system to come up and she had to, uh, to, to, to work, essentially, because she couldn't put her brake on. And then there's this one time uh, just before we were about to log off for the end of the night, I pressed the Windows key in D. Oh. And for anyone that knows what that does, it minimizes everything on your desktop to show your desktop. So as she was trying to close down the programs, I would just press Windows key and D and she was going crazy. She just held the power button on her computer to turn it off. It was bloody awful. We never I shut down the lie. computers, but it was hilarious. The stuff that we used to do to people and do to each other, it was fantastic. At that point, I had to just rip the cable out of the back. I'm not even care. Dude, that's what she did. Care. She did. She she was she just held the power button, turned her computer off. The call that came in, she pressed on the X on the telephone so it cut some <laughs> cut them off. And she was like, I'm done. Today's just been a shit day. And she was like, I'm gonna just rip this out of the wall. So she started pulling the cables out and just trying to figure <laughs> out what it was. And she found these two cables. She's like, Where do these go? And she followed them to me and my mate. She was like, It was you all day. Yeah. <laughs> like it was dude, it was fantastic. It was one of the funnest shifts I've ever had. And every oh. time something went wrong with her computer now, she would just check the back, check the, the cable management. And it was fantastic. Uh. But I did have her this one day. So, you know, my streaming computer, I've got a wireless keyboard and mouse, right? Yeah. So I took that in one day. And uh, it wasn't to fuck with her computer per se, but it eventually went to that. Of course it did. <laughs> so uh, for Father's Day, I got a gift and I was given... Uh, basically like these circuits kind of thing is uh, this screen this case uh, and essentially it was a raspberry pi so i needed to put it together i needed to put the operating system and stuff like that on it so what i did because um there was two things that i used to do play games or do my rubik's sorry um read books or play uh learn my rubik's cube in work so um i essentially put an emulator um it's called RetroPie. And it's a load of different emulators, and I put that on there, and I used to play all random games like PlayStation One, Game Boy, uh, PlayStation Two, yeah. uh, some of them, just random games, just to get me through the, through the day. And I took in the extra controllers and stuff. But sometimes, although I could have a touch screen, I had a touch screen for it. 
it's it's just easier with keyboard and mouse. So I took yeah. my wireless keyboard and mouse in, and I thought, let's fuck with her today. <laughs> so rather than playing games, I took the wireless receiver out and I plugged it into her computer, which she couldn't because it's so small. You couldn't mm. even notice it. And she was looking for a big, chunky USB, like a normal one. Mm. And it was it was fun. It was so much fun. It was pretty much the, the time before, but on steroids, because she couldn't find anything. <laughs> oh, no. It was magical. It was honestly, things like that make the 12-hour shift, sometimes 13-hour shift, go much faster. Of course it does. It's very, it's very I good. I bet hers lasted twice as long, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, every... Like, whenever she'd go for a break or to the toilet, I would unplug it because she'd come back, check her computer over, and then do it. Oh. But yeah, things like that are just fun. Yeah, it's always been. It's, it's harmless fun, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure she's fine about it now. Maybe. Oh, she is. Uh, she actually ended up getting fired. Oh. Yeah, I... I, <laughs> I uh, Sam, you I, anything to do with that. No, I, I, I was gone by then. Like, uh, my business that I started uh, with my wife took off, and uh, essentially I became quite ill. Uh, and I thought it was just like a sporting injury, but it turns out even with rest, it was it was just something else. It was a chronic pain disease or illness, however you want to say it. And uh, I still suffer now, but it's, it's more manageable now. But uh, essentially I needed to stop work for that reason because... Uh, when I was getting diagnosed and stuff, uh, the doctors, because I was, I was telling the doctors, look, I'm in so much pain and the pain and everything, the constant pain that I was in was making me depressed. So essentially what they did was ignore the fact that I was um, in a lot of pain mm. and just went to the depression side, which I can understand, but they just gave me like a max dose of this uh, essentially depression pill kind of thing. Yeah. And that really screwed me up like it was like 150 milligrams it was like the biggest dose they could give and they give me that to start with yeah. i was sleeping for about 18 hours a day um like i was not myself whatsoever it totally altered my brain chemistry uh and then i started having panic attacks and real anxiety problems and i was i was severely ill i still like four years later i think or three years later i still suffer with the same problems now as well as the the pain that i'm that i'm in yeah. but I try not to let it bother me. I try and keep positive, try and just get on with things because that's all you can do, really. It's it's a lifelong thing, so I got to deal with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, so, it's, doctors are very quick these days to jump to. Uh... Yeah, it's essentially my doctors are really bad. Like, well, they were. Sorry, they've. Um, let me just correct that. They were really bad. They would you would just go in. They didn't have the time for you, and they'd essentially just give you a pill for an ill. That's yeah. that's the kind just to get you out quicker that kind of thing. But the doctors that I've seen lately, um, especially with Queen because Queen's been quite ill, um, yeah. they've been fantastic. They've been they've like in the beginning they were really bad, um, but that's they were changing doctors in my surgery all the time. But the few that we saw, they've actually listened, and we've had some uh, phone consultations, and it was really good. And they've they've actually helped. So we've found out what's wrong with her, and we've. Um, we're on the road to recovery, which is really good. That's the main yeah. thing. But good. exactly, yeah. But going back to that woman that got fired, however, uh, it was it was after I left. Uh, we always thought she was a bit dodgy with what she was doing because we had to get sales and stuff too. Mm. 
But uh, I uh, heard from the grapevine that she was committing fraud, which is oh. the reason why she actually got sacked. So she was taking people's details and running credit checks. Well, you know, when all this pandemic and stuff. Yeah. Uh, essentially, she was taking people's details and running credit checks on people to get the sales through, essentially, to mm. give her more money. Um, but then, because it had gone past a certain period, the person couldn't uh, cancel a contract or whatever it was. Mm. So I don't want to go into too much detail for obvious reasons, but I'm I'm not employed by them or anything anymore. But so I I'm not liable, but it's it was very shady and dodgy. It's like mm. it was weird. She would go from one sale or no sales in a day to suddenly have seven. And we always thought it was strange, but it came out that she was committing big time fraud. Ugh. Which yeah, which yeah. bad, right? It's bloody horrible. Definitely. But this, the good this, thing is this definitely wasn't you controlling a computer, yeah. Yeah, I was out of the company <laughs> well and truly by then. Listen, you like, could you could be out of the country and you could still do it. I know you. <laughs> no comment. But uh, <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, this was about a year, year and a half after I left um, yeah. that I got told this. But um, the good thing is everything that she did, it was undone. Uh, they had to go through a load of rigmarole and stuff to get it like undone, but the people weren't charged. It didn't affect their credit score and stuff like that. So that was good. Uh, it was really good. Ah, at least it went back to how it was then. Exactly. So that's that's the main take from it. I'm I'm just I'm just happy that those people didn't actually get not so much scammed, but put into a contract that they had to pay kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But oh. it was like she, she you know when I said she was very computer illiterate and mm. she was fantastic with her phone, she was very good with the systems. Like on uh in work kind of thing. Mm. But she used to do it like she got caught out because the managers thought she was being a bit fishy and stuff. Mm. And when uh, it was the start of the pandemic, when everyone was going to work from home, um, and she she got questioned. She said, "Why are you on? Why are you logged into the computers like half an hour before your shift starts? Uh, mm. Putting putting these contracts through, putting these uh, credit checks and stuff through." Mm. And her uh, response was something like, "Oh, she was re requesting a call back first thing in the morning." Which is a which is a valid thing to do. People do do that, but not half an hour before your shift starts. Like yeah. that's that's when they started digging. But moving swiftly on from fraud, I've got something pretty cool to like. It's a game that I'm excited about personally, and I'm very okay. I'm on the I'm on the fence of getting it um, because it's been released a few days ago. Uh, it's mm -hmm. actually called The Quarry. Uh, so it's a horror game. It's a horror story game. It's got multiplayer too, which is really good. Yeah. Um. It's essentially a successor to Until Dawn, which I've I've never played, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, I've seen a bit of it. I've never really watched it that much. Yeah. So, uh, just a TLDR kind of thing. It's, uh, I believe it's nine counselors. There's like nine camp counselors. It's the typical sort of, um, Oh, camp's finished. Mm. Let's have a party kind of horror game kind of thing. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, like the camp leader or whatever goes off and does whatever. And then all of a sudden this killer is on the loose kind of thing or whatnot. But uh, TLDR, there's uh, nine camp counselors over the course of the game. And mm. the end of summer plans, uh, 
they was like, oh, let's have a party, whatever. And then there's a night of unpredictable horror and stuff like that. So it's a very decision-based game. This is the reason why I want him, because it reminds me of Dying Light. It reminds me of some other games like Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, where mm. decisions that you make now don't necessarily impact the game instantly, but it can impact the game later on down the line. Yeah. So it's essentially, there's multiple ways that you can get the game to, to pan out, as well as multiple endings. Like you can, this like I've watched the trailer and everything on this. The game is honestly looking fantastic. The motion capture that they've done is amazing. The uh, the the graphics on the game look fantastic. Uh, I've seen some water elements. The water doesn't look like as as good as everything else. But the actual gameplay and everything looks absolutely fantastic. There's a few different modes. Uh, there's like a director's chair version where you can actually go to the individual uh, characters in the game and change their personality traits. And then you can watch it unfold. You don't have to play through it as far as I'm aware. Um, but you can watch it as if it's a movie. So, you, for example, uh, one of the characters, you can make him be like uh, uh, a really not very nice character, like a, a bit of a dick kind of thing. And then he goes off and then gets himself killed. And then it's like, oh, well, we told you so. But then there's someone that you can be very altruistic, that's very caring to look after people. Uh, and it's really cool. Like, honestly, the game, like, I, I don't want to say too much of how things pan out because I don't know myself and I would like mm. to play through it. But there's a lot of decisions that you can make. And there's like some quick snap decisions. Like, for example, in one of the trailers that I saw, uh, there was this guy, he got killed, and you had a snap decision whether to help him or to leave him die. And uh, that affects the game later on. So, like, you can help him, he survives, and then something happens down down the line in the game. Uh, or you can just leave him die, and then that alters the game permanently throughout the entire playthrough. Which, things like that are absolutely fantastic. And there's also uh, the multiplayer, the local and online multiplayer, uh, which is really cool. because. Uh, for certain decisions, like, for example, in that moment, in that moment where you need to either kill that guy or not kill the guy, sorry, let him die or yeah. save him, the multiplayer, you get a voting system. So it's up to seven people, I, I believe. And um, so essentially, if me, you and some people from the community were, were playing this game, essentially, if like I was like, you know what, we should leave him die. We need to save ourselves kind of thing. I could vote for him. But then if the majority of people wanted to vote, no, we need to save him. We would eventually save him, if, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's got a really cool interactivity where like, you can work as a team or work yeah. as, act, as if you were in the movie kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it does progress the characters. Yeah. And Democratic it's, decisions. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and it's, this, there's uh, a few different modes as well, like I said. So the director's chair, that's when I said you can change. Uh, if certain people are under pressure, they can be really sort of sporadic and like manic and they, they sort of don't know what to do and they're quite panicky and stuff. Um, there's also a mode where everyone lives. So every decision that goes through the, uh, the essentially movie or the game, mm. uh, everyone will live or there's a setting where everyone dies. So like this way, this it's just a load of customiza customization of how the story can go off. And it just honestly, it just looks like a really good game to play. And 
even if you play through it a few times, it's always a different way that you can watch somebody or you can play through it. And it gives the experience like a lot more playability and it makes the price tag, I think uh, at the moment it's £50 mm. and the deluxe version. Yes, considering what you can do, it's like Dying Light. Dying Light's the same price kind of thing and the, the playability on that as well as the DLC that comes out. Uh, it's, it's it's really good, the replayability. But the deluxe version is $64.99, I want to say. Um, but it's not a sponsored podcast, but I am sponsored by G2A, and I did look at the G2A prices, but you can actually get the deluxe version on G2A.com for uh, cheaper than the just standard game, which that's probably what I'm going to be going for, if I'm honest. <laughs> so it's oh, not a sponsored stream. So it's got Exactly. You get the deluxe version, you get extra DLC, you get extra um outfits and stuff like that. You get you get some some goodies. But um, uh Yeah. I'll definitely be doing that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um I've I've actually got my own horror game to share with you this week. Oh really? Um whether you did it tease can it. Be, whether it can be considered a horror game or not, I don't know. I've cried laughing at the trailer of this. Okay. Um, Called Choo Choo Charles. Just sent you a link. No. Oh my god. What? I've seen this before. So I can't remember where I've seen it. It's essentially um, a evil spider train named Charles who terrorizes your home. And Charles is hungry. So you're on this old train that can go around this island. And you've got to do like... Like you can get off the train and do little side missions and stuff. And the idea is you've got to do these side missions to be able to upgrade your train to be able to eventually win the game, essentially. Um, so it's Dude. all like mini side bits and stuff. Um, but I'm lo- looking at the trailer. Cool. <laughs> the, the trailer, trailer is Dude, this is cursed. But I just like how this game ends is just absolutely brilliant and the trailer describes it as you need to collect a load of things from around the island to summon charles to a 1v1 wow and so you can literally 1v1 the spider train to finish so, the game so we haven't upgraded or sort of uh, made the podcast like super 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 tech techy and cool yet because we're just getting started but uh so we do eventually plan on making some like little tidbits and clips and stuff for when we talk about things to like add visual aspects to the podcast so if you're listening on anything other than youtube uh go to us uh youtube go to uh youtube.com and search for listen gamer podcast uh we should be the first ones up if not just scroll down and find it but uh for anyone on uh like just audio only services like spotify and amazon music that kind of stuff it looks it's essentially Thomas the Tank Engine with, if you've seen, like, it, the film It, when, you know, when his teeth go, like, his eyes go dead, like, I'm white and dead, and then, like, his teeth go all sharp, and he's got, like, a thousand teeth. Thousand like that's rows what the, of teeth, yeah. Yeah, a thousand rows of teeth. And then it's got, like, kind of scorpion hocktail kind of legs coming out for the spiders. It's the entity from Dead by Daylight. Yeah, pretty much the entity from Dead by Daylight, the claw things of the entity from Dead by Daylight with red sort of veins and stuff coming out, mixed with Thomas the Tank Engine and like it when he's got all those teeth and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it looks spooky and scary, 
but watching the trailer as the spider is chasing after <laughs> you, you're just shooting it with like this mini gun thing, and it looks insane. It looks honestly, it looks more of a comedy than a, a horror, but it's only a comedy because of the I, way that the I spider like, goes. I feel like it's it's gonna be quite similar in a sense to Dead by Daylight, where it's a horror game, but it's not that scary. But when yes. you're caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're like, oh shit. It's like a jump scare thing. Yeah. yeah. So essentially what it looks like, uh, if you burn the track and if you burn or like shoot Charles, you get points. It's kind of like um what it looks like to me at the moment is you know those games that you can get on your phone where you tap and you get gold and stuff? Mm. It it looks kind of like that. So, so the guys it's like shooting Charles, and then you can upgrade your tools and stuff because the amount of points you can like get a flamethrower, you can get a bazooka and that kind of stuff, and yeah. uh, you just get more points as you shoot him and and, well, and hurt well, him. So what it is while you while you travel around the island, you'll have various destinations to go to do different side missions. Okay. And during that time, Charles will chase you, and you you essentially you get points, but your objective is you need to shoot him or burn him or hurt him enough that he goes, fuck this shit, I'm out. And he'll yeah. disappear for a bit. But then obviously he'll come back and find your train again. And you just got to hope that you're close to or on your train when he comes back. Oh, so you can actually get off the train too. That's interesting. Yeah, That's no, pretty it's, cool. It's, it's open world. So you get off the train, you can go into, there's like various towns and stuff. So you can go into the towns and meet the villagers and stuff. And they'll give you challenges to do to get scraps to upgrade your train and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's not, you're not, you're not just on a train, which is the scariest part. Is like there are little bits here and there where you you could be out in the open and Charles will start coming after you while you're not on a train. Yeah, that's it. Honestly, mm. sounds pretty cool to be honest. It looks like, really cool, and it also looks really fucking funny, which is why I thought it'd be right up your street. Yeah, definitely. I'm all, I'm all about the weird and wonderful. <laughs> of course, like it, of course. It, it looks it looks pretty cool. I'd I'd like to play it. Like maybe if it does come out this year, I'll play it for a stream or two. And uh, see what happens, but it's it, it's it's kind of like a meme game, right? It's so like, it's due to come out this year, and from what I can gather, this from a relatively small developer. Um, yeah, two star so, games. Yeah, so um, I imagine it's probably going to be one of those Steam games. that's like ten to fifteen dollars, maybe, or ten to fifteen quid, give or take. Yeah, and it'll be a be a fun break to play something different for a change and then you'll yeah. put it down because you've murdered charles over and over again <laughs> or charles is op and you just can't beat him either one yeah and i just i just mold and rage everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, the fact he's called charles i know charles <laughs> it would have been funny if like these they add dlc or something and once you've killed charles like his cousin or his brother called thomas comes yeah. <laughs> he's just get murdered by thomas and charles like to Thomas. Yeah, to to Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, move, moving swiftly on as well, by the way, on some, some gaming news. So uh Xbox and Bethesda, they have their game showcase today. So for people in the UK, it starts at six. Uh so obviously by the time this goes out, it probably won't be that long until uh oh, it's, it's probably already started, but they've got um, uh, an event which I'm I'm actually excited for because I do like Bethesda games, yeah. and obviously some Microsoft games. So I'm 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 not a console player anymore, but I do have Xbox Game Pass, which 
for me, excites me because they, I know they're doing a lot of things with Xbox Game Pass as well as, um, like the, the Bethesda games are on there, like Skyrim and stuff like that. So you don't, I don't have to buy it for like the 15th millionth time. Um, like some of the games on Xbox Game Pass lately have absolutely fantastic. Like Sniper Elite 5, I've yet to download it, but I want to download it and play it. Whether or not I do it on stream, I'm not sure. But it's a game that I uh, really enjoyed playing the older ones. And it's the same, like, with with you, for example. If you were to get it, there's, like, uh, old Xbox games on there, on the cloud gaming thing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it'll be nice to see what they're going to be bringing for new releases. I, I know there's some indie developers and stuff like that that they're um, going to be showcasing as well, I'm fairly certain. But oh, cool. I'm... There's something that I'm looking forward to today. So, like, the Forza series, I, I love Forza games. Um, but yeah, anything gaming-related to do with Xbox and stuff, they usually do good events. Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not so much, like, hyped about any new consoles or anything like that coming out. It's more to see what's coming to Game Pass. And because I know they've done some upgrades with Microsoft Edge. Uh, I know not many people really use that that I know of. But um, they're trying to make everything, like, more of a streamlined service. And they're trying to... Over here. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> okay. I know one person that uses Edge. <laughs> I, but, uh, I will be honest; it's purely because I couldn't be bothered downloading Chrome when I first got the PC, and everything no, I, I have is logged into Edge, and I can't remember all the passwords, so it's just easier. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. But uh, yeah, was with the Xbox Game Pass and stuff, the streaming services, uh, they're actually trying to make it more streamlined and easier to actually log into that kind of stuff and to play it. Um, with better compatibility than like other browsers but to be fair though edge is a chromium browser i believe which is the same sort of like uh, about the the same sort of um what's what's the word the meat and guts of uh google chrome so it's, it's the same uh i wouldn't go that far because <laughs> <laughs> edge but uh yeah it's they're they're fairly similar shall we say but yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm looking forward, to, if I miss it, because I do plan on, uh, it's a family day, so I do plan on doing some things with the family. So if I do miss it or miss certain things, then I'll I'll be sure to catch up. But at the moment, Xbox Game Pass has got three months for a pound. So you get EA Play with it as well. That's a big thing. Like getting EA Play along yeah. with Xbox Game Pass, you have amazing library of games. Yeah. Like, we'll have to, um, it's, it's we'll have to cool. cover whatever they cover in... Uh this thing today then yeah definitely we'll we'll, we'll cover that next week so that's something to yeah. look forward to as well that's like a little catch-up kind of thing yeah yeah definitely so i've got one more topic that i want to ask you by the way because yes. because you know we are a gaming podcast as well as a tech podcast we so are it'd be it'd be rude not to talk about certain games or mm-hmm. what you would like to see so name uh, maybe your top three games okay that you think deserve a remaster or a remake or a sequel? Oh. Like for me, when things like this come up, there's always one game that is instantly at the top of my list. That's Need for Speed. Need for Speed is like a must, in my opinion. Where, yeah, but I want like, like I want Need for Speed, the old Need for Speed. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was thinking Need for Speed Underground too, because like you know when you're at the the starting line and you can squirt. Yeah, and you squirt the NOS out here out your car. It looks sick. You got the neon lights. You got everything. It's just like that game, Need for Speed Underground two, 
would be fantastic. My ultimate uh, Need for Speed game, though, was Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, I think that was the best one, the 2005 version, I want to say. I think mm. it's 2005, 2006, not the, not the like, remake or whatever you want to call it. Like, I didn't really like it, like the uh, the remake. So the the old one was fantastic, where you had to work your way up the blacklist. Yeah. And uh, you had to do the the challenges, the speed traps, the, the races and stuff. And then you get to choose the random thing for the, uh, the random card for the pink slip and stuff, which I did not definitely not cheat. Uh, and I didn't, didn't save. <laughs> like, my old method of getting their pink slip the cars weren't even that good, to be fair. But, uh, like, I just wanted them to sell them so I could get more money. Much. But, um, essentially, I used to save before I went for the final race. And then if I lost, or if I didn't get the pink slip, I would uh, just take my disc out or press the eject button <laughs> or something and just reload the save. And uh, I would just keep doing that until I got the pink slip. And then I went online and I was like, Need for Speed, un uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted Cheats how to get a pink slip and stuff like that. And they would say there was like this method to it. So this could go under the first subject that we talked about with the gaming myths. Yeah. So if you, for example, there was like six cards. I can't uh, recall how many, but there was, let's say, let's say there were six. So if you chose uh, like the second one from the left mm -hmm. and that contained cash, then uh, it would allegedly, like if you go two over uh, to the right, that would be the pink slip. Or if you had this certain card, you had to yeah. go uh, to whatever card and turn that over, that would be the pink slip. And it worked for the majority of the time that I can recall it. The only time it didn't was when I wasn't too positive on how many I had to like move over or move backwards to actually get the pink slip, and then I messed it up. But like, I, I think out of all the Need for Speed games, Need for Speed Underground 2 would be one that would require a, re a remake or remaster uh, on on my end yeah um i just sent you mine on discord if you want to take a look I've, i don't know if you ever remember this uh, medieval. i've never seen this no oh my god like the skull the the the, the character looks very very familiar but yeah. i don't recall the game i can't even remember playing it that much but i remember i used to play <laughs> it was it that all... good was it <laughs> no i i remember playing it a lot but i don't remember anything about the game if that yeah. makes sense um essentially it was you're just this i just remember being a skeleton that went through the the world and you would kill things and it was just really cool to be fair for a playstation one game unless i'm looking at like a remaster or i'm looking at like a, an up-to-date version the graphics don't look that bad and it looks kind of cool like it was a remaster done in 2005 Okay, so that could be it then. It might but be it that looks, way you're looking at. It, it looks kind of cool. The graphics look like cartoony and quirky and fun. Or, um, oh, do you know what? The other one. Was this a thing or did I dream it? What was the game? What was it Looney, called? Looney Tunes game. Oh, yes. the, the Looney, I, Oh, my God. For PlayStation 1, that was fantastic. I had a demo disc. And... Yeah. um. I uh you could like play as Taz a uh, timed uh Looney Tunes time back in action. Uh, oh, that action. might have been another one. Time Busters, I wanna say. 
think you might be right with Time Busters. There's one I'm looking at um, back in action. It's a PlayStation 2 game that's selling for £140. What? That is insane. Uh, there is one called Lost in Time and Time Busters. So it was actually Bugs Bunny, Lost in Time, Bugs and Taz, Time Busters. I think it was the Bugs and Taz, the one that I had on the demo. So essentially, with this one, like, it was sick. I loved it. And um, you go around as Bugs or Taz. It was kind of like, you know, in Star Wars, where you can switch between the two characters because the two characters needed to do certain things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like that. And uh, you'd go around as Bugs and Taz and stuff. And, like, if you needed to dig a hole in the ground or wherever, because there was, like, a, a secret there or there was... Um, uh, there was like a coin or something that you needed to to get to like um, progress. You you couldn't do anything to with bun bugs because like bugs' secret thing, he could jump high and then he would dive. Um, so if you tried to, I think it was like you jumped and then you hold down and press square to do mm -hmm. that that special move. And uh, when you did that, bugs would just go flattened on the floor and then he would walk off all flat and stuff, and it'd be funny. But if you did it with Taz. Taz would, when Taz jumped, he would mm. spin around in a circle and he would dig it out, whatever it was. And it was, it was hilarious. It was great. Fantastic. Um, but then with Bugs' stuff, it was like, do you remember Space Jam? Of course you do, Ryan. Of course. So, you know, the golf hole where they don't yeah, just yeah. dove down? Pretty much that. So if it was like little holes and stuff in the ground or something, you would switch to Bugs and then you would uh, just dive into the hole and then you could like walk underground and stuff and then you'd find like you couldn't see anything you'd just see like a little molehill wherever bugs was and uh, you'd find the coins or you'd find whatever you needed there it was actually a really good game and i i loved it i played hours on that demo it was a demo like part of a demo disc that i had it was fantastic and um there was like these things called the aztecs where you'd go in and you'd have to challenge them to like a game of basketball or something <laughs> and uh, like i used to play all the time on that part you need to progress through it a bit first and then you'd play play the uh the um the basketball it was really good it was a very fun game yeah but that, that would be a cool that was a great game part. i don't really yeah you want one more don't you no if you got three, you could go for three, but if not, like, like I've already had a remake of one of my all-time favorite games, and that was Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk's Pro Skate 2. Um, maybe Tony Hawk's Underground or Underground 2 would be good. I think Underground would be good for a remake. Now you've said that, I've, I've got two, so that one's slightly off topic, but slightly relevant at the same time. Yeah. Um. One that fits your actual parameters. Um. SSX tricky. That was good. That was a good game. I had a demo that for that too. Great game. That was yeah. a great game. I so think it was a demo one, on a Tony Hawk's game, wasn't it? It might have been. I had yeah. I had the full game. I used to play the shit out of that. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, I loved SSX tricky. I sunk hours into that thing. <laughs> the other one is um. Slightly off because it's it's Pokemon, but Pokemon okay. is being remade a lot. And it not, is, well, yeah. Not so much remade, but like they're bringing out new games all the time. Their graphics are always being updated. But the one thing that they've never done, which I I'm not sure they ever would, but I would love for them to do it, would be a full like Pokemon Journeys game, where 
you start off in Pallet Town and you have to beat Kanto to go to Johto, beat Johto to go to Hoenn and so on and so forth. And you would keep going through the regions and it would cover every region. Yeah. Didn't they make a Netflix thing called something like that? Pokemon Journeys? or I think Pokemon Journeys is actually the new Netflix series. Um, I think they, they restarted... At like episode one of Pokemon where Ash first meets Pikachu, but it's in yeah. the new animation style. Ah, right. I've not seen the new animation style. Is it good or bad? What's what's your verdict um, on that? Because I know me, you. I don't like it. It's just. I think it. If it's anything like what was it? The Bob the Builder. I think just got not remastered, but just reanimated. And I've seen the Bob the Builder. I've seen the old Fireman Sam and that kind of stuff. And the animated versions don't hold a candle to the old, like, a stop-motion animation or, like, the old uh, cartoon animation that we're used to. So I can imagine, like, as an OG Pokemon watcher, like, I probably... It, it won't be the same, but at the same time, you still get the content, you still get the nostalgia, and I think it might be okay, but, like, watchable. But, you like, I, I crave that terrible 2D mouth doing the same movement all the time animation <laughs> that it used to be back in the 90s it's the hard part it's not the same but it isn't bad yeah like it's good because it's a 3d animation but because i think we've grown up watching it as a bad animation if that makes makes uh, any sense like uh, that it would be like that it just it loses that nostalgia feeling yeah um you just do that instead so, regarding the Pokemon Journeys thing, I, I feel that that would be a fantastic idea. And It's so always can... been a contention with the Pokemon series of, like, it's been going for 20 years and Ash is still apparently 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like... Okay, so it's not a bad... That's not, that's not that bad. It's not bad, but I don't like, it's, like it. Yeah, it's close to the original, but yeah. you can... You can tell that it's modernized, being modernized, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not uh, like, yeah, I, I could watch that. That's, that's no problem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a difficult one, but like, yeah. I don't know. It's... Can I just point out the fact that I've just got to send a screenshot by Ryan and uh, hold, hold your breath for a second. He's actually using Bing to search. Can, can, can we just. It says Microsoft Bing on the screenshot. Oh, yeah, because I just opened up Edge <laughs> and typed it in. That is, is awful. You shouldn't be using it. You should use Google. We are not sponsored by Google, but <laughs> you should be using Google to search things. It's better. Google, if you want to sponsor us, by all means. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100% Google. If you want to sponsor us, crack on. <laughs> uh, but no, it's... But yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I love the old Pokemon series. I actually watch a series on YouTube called um, Pokemon What the Fuck Moment. All right. Um, and the, I love the guy. He's absolutely brilliant. The, his YouTube channel is uh, Ace Trainer Liam. Right, okay. Um, so he's gone through all of... The, he's going through all the Pokemon series, basically. Starts at episode one, picking out all the really stupid details that like shouldn't exist or like they're just completely wrong yeah so it's like Me um pokemon using more than four moves and not sticking to the the game structure like 
using more yeah. than four different moves in a battle and um like, I've noticed that. Yeah, there's loads of different like, uh, one of things. One of the thing my favorite things he has though is um he likes to sing when um when a Pokemon uses a move that just doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> you just bring it out and he's like, that's not a move. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's though, so the, good. The one thing, like from from the the original anime and stuff like that, from going through the move the movies and and the series, like the one thing that's always been a consistent is like type ins and stuff, right? And they've tried to grill in like electric isn't isn't effective against ground. Uh, grass is super effective against. Uh, you think that water? You think that? But in the Pokemon anime, Ash very abruptly uses. Uh, uh-huh. Thunder shock on uh-huh. an onyx just because the sprinklers have sprayed on it for a start. He also uses it on a cubone. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was getting to. But like, to be fair, the sprinklers coming on, you can understand that, right? But at the same time, no. it's a rock. It doesn't it's work. A rock. Exactly. The amount of times that there is no way on earth that Ash's Pikachu, regardless of how strong it is, it could be a level a thousand against a level one onyx. It will not. Thundershock, regardless of whether it's in the rain, regardless whether or not the 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 onyx is like every bit of him is below water, except for his mouth, so he can breathe, and like he shocks the water. There is no way it shouldn't affect him. Like the amount of times that type ins come into play, and Pikachu have just outright murdered a Pokemon just from a thundershock because because Pikachu got pissed off. It's like you know what, take this shock go die kind of thing it's, and or faint rather not die and um it just doesn't work in the continuity errors but they're baking it into the games like electric and, and ground it doesn't yeah. affect but yeah pikachu can be like you know what fam you know what i'm i'm done like let's go win this battle let's go get this badge ash like i'm just gonna shock the world <laughs> he, he comes to the conclusion that ash is a hacker from the very first episode where yeah. um, Pikachu uses Thunder Shock on about twenty five fucking Spiro and kills them all with one hit. I know. I was like, like what? that is bullshit. That's not how Pokemon battles work. It's not like even even like when when it came out with the Horde Pokemon. I'm not sure if you played Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I'm not sure if you can still do it now. Um, but essentially, there was this. I I used to Dex Nav Shiny Hunt. And um, and when I used to EV train and stuff like that as well, I used to use Sweet Scent on a Pokemon. Uh, so we would gather five Pokemon so I could kill five Pokemon. Uh, and essentially, even with that, like Thundershock, is, it hits one person. I think mm-hmm. the only move that actually hit multiple enemies was Thunder. Mm. I think that hit two opponents in a double battle or three in a triple battle if that Pokemon was in the middle. I know, Ash's, hit all three of them. Ash's Pikachu is level five. He's only just got it. It doesn't know Thunder. Exactly. Bullshit. Unless somehow, like, he's a hacker man and he put Thunder in, like, Professor Oak's lab or something and he, he ate the TM or he coded it into his brain or something. However, that works. You And that's another thing that kind of, like, weirded me out. Like, did you realize, like, looking back, Pokemon used to enter the Matrix to learn moves. So you know how they plug Neo in, and he's like, oh, "I know kung fu." Mm. Like, you'd you'd strap a Pokemon into like these these chairs or however you strap them in, 
or you put the Pokemon Pokeball into the computer, you'd shove, shove a DVD in there. Hey, watch this, how to learn Thunder or how to learn uh, Water Gun or something like that. Yeah. It's like, here we go, we're entering the Matrix. And then it's like waking up, it's like, oh, I know Thunder. Like, that's crazy. The, the Pokemon used to enter the Matrix all the time. Yeah. It's, it's madness. Like, it was, uh, but it's funny though. It's entertaining. It's like, can, and can we just definitely agree on the fact that Professor Oak was definitely shagging Ash's mum? Of course. Yeah. 100%. Every time he called home to his mother, Professor Oak was in the background. Yeah, he was there. It's like, oh, oh hey, doing your mum, doing your mum. <laughs> doing your mum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were, they were a great series. I'll have to send you a link to the Pokemon What the Fuck series. You'll enjoy that. He's going through um, season two at the moment. Oh, nice. But like, with, going back to it with Pokemon Journeys was the always thing was um, throughout the anime, Ash's Pikachu goes through so many power scales. It's unbelievable. To the point oh, where wow. I think he ends one season beating a Latias with Pikachu. That same Pikachu gets battered by a Snivy, who is a starter, like as a starter in yeah, the next region. So it's That's... like he's just taken out a Latias, and literally, like the next episode or like two episodes later, he fights against a Snivy, which should be level five because it's the person's first starter Pokemon as well. And he gets destroyed. That's mad. Like I always remember, like the the workout scene in like one of the earlier seasons, just before he beats Brock, where he mm. puts like Pikachu on the uh, on the treadmill, on and the all water I can think, wheel. yeah, on the water wheel, and then all I can think of is um, what was it? Uh, the the Rocky franchise was rising up, back on the, like that, like the songs of that. It's just, it's but just that, that, that was dude. That was. Pokemon torture, like literally <laughs> shocking himself. For anyone, like one of those ab machine things that you electrocute your abs to make it stronger, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> that was Pokemon cruelty at its finest, or its worst, rather. Yeah, but Pokemon Journeys as a game, I think that would be fantastic. But I, I think it would be, I think it'd be a very, very good game because it is, it's kind of like. Going back to what was it, Ultraviolet, and uh, what, what was it? Is it Ultraviolet? Uh, Scarlet. No, Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet. Violet. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet. Going going back to those games that we discussed last week, um, could they might actually toy with that idea because this new game is a four, like you can have four people in there and it's open yeah. world and there's not necessarily a set path you can take. But I think maybe, like if they made a Pokemon Journeys game where you had the only way to progress to the next area to start catching other Pokemon is if uh, either a friend or whatever comes from a, uh, one of those regions and because they progress in the game more so you can like get the Pokemon and stuff or you uh, progress through the game, you beat the gym leaders, you beat the Elite Four yeah. and then like you unlock uh, like an airport kind of thing or yeah. uh, you can you can you have like this ticket to go to the the islands so you can you can progress on and not so much as a story game but as um going to world of warcraft for a quick second like going through some of the expansions uh you had to choose um like a next location that you wanted to progress through the story so um to get different as aspects of the story unlock different yeah. things maybe something like that could be on the cards for a pokemon journey so you didn't necessarily 
necessarily have to. You start at Palatown, but you didn't necessarily have to go to. Um, yeah, I you don't have start. to go to Johto next. You could go yeah, to you don't... Hoenn, you could go to Sinnoh. Yeah, you my, can go to my idea the Loan region if you wanted to, second. Yeah. Where you, before you progress to a next area, you'd need to defeat the Elite Four yeah. in in that particular area. Yeah, I think so that my, would be pretty my, cool. My idea behind it was that was like, obviously, you, you can't go to a new area and start with like level 100 Pokemon that you've just slapped the last uh, Elite Four with. Right, example. okay. So it would be maybe um, they had level caps. Well can you can you remember um I don't know if it's still a thing, but if you would well when you would trade a Pokemon and you had to have a certain gym badge for it to be a yeah. certain level. Yeah, so that's in be, most of them, yeah. Yeah, so it would be like um you would you wouldn't take any Pokemon over with you from your old team to the new region. But once you got past the first gym any Pokemon up to level 20 that you had on in the previous area could now be brought over. And then level 30, level 40, level 50, so on yeah. and so forth, as you progress through the game. So I think that's a good start to an idea, but I think the fact that you lose all of your Pokemon until you complete that gym, I think that's a bit no, if, if that makes sense. I think you should be able to go back and forth the regions, but you shouldn't be able to enter a battle... Or you shouldn't be able to at least select but every time you go yeah. to a Pokemon battle with it. You can you need to select for the gyms at least. You need to select the Pokemon that you're entering. And if you have, uh, like you said, the first battle. I think the first um, gym leader, like up to Pokemon up to level twenty, um, will obey you. Mm. And so, if that's the the cap for that particular badge, then you can only have Pokemon up to level twenty in that gym, uh, regardless of the region. I think that would be better. So, like, for example, if you, if your favorite Pokemon is, um, I don't know, let's say a Bulbasaur or Venusaur, yeah. uh, you, can, you can take your Bulbasaur over from Palatown to the new area, whichever, the Alolan region or whatever, and uh, you could get it to, like, level 16 so it turns into an Ivysaur, and then you can use that then in the Pokemon battles because it's under level 20. Yeah. Like, so... But you can take your Pokemon over, you just can't use the stronger Pokemon in the battles in gyms only. You can use them to defeat the NPCs and stuff around the map, but you can't do it with... But this the same thing still applies. So, for example, if you have a level 100 Mewtwo that you caught uh, in the, the cave, and then or a Mew after using strength on the, uh, the van, then mm. um, <laughs> you could... Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's just you, you you agreed with me just saying <laughs> just like tickled if, me a little bit if, if if they do make this game or if i ever get into a position where i can make this game i will put the van there or i do want the van there and i do want it to be that if you use strength on the van you'll get an encounter with me it would be good it would be I'm very so good. surprised they've never done it even as a troll even yeah. Yeah, even right, they they do it as a Mew. You catch the Mew and it turns into a Ditto. That would be fantastic. That would be I'd the be ultimate troll. I'd be crying. I'd be crying. That would be awesome. But yeah, so yeah. if you did have level hundreds, you could take them to the new area, but the same rules would still apply. Because you're in that particular area, if you don't have all of the badges, only Pokemon up to a certain level would obey you. Yeah. So, for example, all of a sudden, it'd be like Ash's Charizard. Uh, if you go, if you have Charizard and you go into the next area 
and you don't have any badges, you try and uh, like use blast burn or something. All of a sudden, Charizard's like, nah, I'm going to go to sleep, okay? And Or like he says, no, and he's confused. So he hurts himself and he's confused and one-shots himself. Like, we just appreciate think, how much of a dick Ash's Charizard was. Oh, I know. It was it was awful. <laughs> I I was getting frustrated every time. Even now, like I watch it, like Charles, so stop being like, a dick. <laughs> this motherfucker saved your life, and now because you're a big ass dragon, you just want to be a dick. Rude. I know. It's like, oh, I don't need you anymore, Dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, that Charizard was an ass, like a massive ass. Hundred percent. I think that's not not a bad idea. I think it's a it's a very good idea for uh, for a game to be honest, like a journey. I, I that's, think it's a good a show. It would be uh, like it wouldn't take that much development either for storyline and and stuff because you just no, copy paste it from the game the from the nineties. Exactly. The, the hardest part would be would be the storage of it. Like that's a massive game to have all those regions in. Is it though? I don't think it would be. I I would say so. Because the only thing that they'd need to do is just update the graphics on, on there. Or they could have um, what would be awesome would be a retro mode. Whereas it would put a skin on the which, game. Like which gen you played the game in. Exactly, yeah. So say, for example, you played, played yellow. Um, you could change it to a yellow theme. So it would be like black and green. Uh, sorry, white. Like a creamy off white and green. Mm. Where it would be on the yellow on the Game Boy Color. Um or you could have it so like every generation that you went through, the graphics would go to the the native graphics of that game. So you played Fire Red or Leaf Green, and you'd have like the full color, a really cool eight bit pixel or sixteen bit um, experience, and it'd be mm -hmm. cool. And then you go all the way up to then uh, to uh, is it Arceus or Arceus or something? Um, you'd um, you'd have the full fledged like HD graphics, and yeah. it'd be it'd be cool. Or you could, they could just reskin everything. All they need to do is just update the graphics. Like, they could, like the ROMs are megabytes. They're not even big. Like that, because that's all they have to do. They they can literally cop, copy paste it, mm. and it's like Pokemon Emerald. I downloaded that Pokemon Emerald uh, thing that you told me to. Yeah, and uh, the the actual ROM for Pokemon Emerald is sixteen megabytes. Hallelujah. It is tiny. Like it, it'd probably be fine to do it on a PC, but I don't know whether Nintendo would be able to fit that into a cartridge for like a DS. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, so it would. Know it, how it, works. DSs aren't a thing anymore, though, well, are yeah. they? Switch. Nintendo Switches. The Nintendo Switch is like huge. Listen, listen. It's Sunday, alright. <laughs> it's been a long week. Like, I'm just going to have a quick look at like the game size. So uh, the default storage is 32 gigabytes on a Nintendo Switch. Mm. And Breath of the Wild is 14 gigabytes. So Pokemon Sword and Fortnite are 12 gigabytes. That's a, that's a lot. So maybe if they have... Uh, you know what the yeah maybe if they could optimize optimize it more because there's new optimization they technology so they would probably have to keep it as like up until maybe black and white gen gen 5 graphics yeah 
I don't think I think the 3D is what takes it beyond. Yeah, so up to the 3D, like even I think they can have everything on a ROM size up until the actual open world games. Um, everything on the handheld consoles, like the 3DS and stuff, they can all go on ROMs because the ROMs are a couple of gig, like a couple of gigabytes uh, for the more later ones, maybe like two or three kind of thing. They, yeah. they are fairly small. Um, but maybe compression, if you can compress that kind of stuff and then it extracts it as you go to that thing because it loads it in kind of thing. Maybe they can do it that way. But when you go go to like Pokemon Sword and Shield and stuff like that, maybe uh, maybe that's a thing that we can do. Yeah. Like they they either need to have like uh, an SD card because that's essentially all you'd need. You can put an SD card into your Switch to like increase the storage. Yeah. So if you wanted like a game like that, it is going to be big. But that's the only downside because if the switch only comes with 32 gigabytes by default and let's say they somehow compressed it so much like all the latest games so it comes to 30 gigabytes yeah. that's the only game that you can have on your switch if you are to uh to get that game unless you were to have an sd card to increase the storage the only other option is maybe have it available on cloud gaming because yeah, it's a single player game uh you to do the battles and stuff like that you need to have access to the internet anyway the only other way that i think is having it on the cloud-based server um so for people that don't have that option but have nintendo online uh they can gain access to it or even if you yeah. don't have nintendo online because i know uh i've heard some things about them having like really scummy sort of paywalls essentially that you can't do certain things in games unless you have nintendo online uh, so that's that's a bad thing but i i think if you invest that much into like a nintendo switch or you play it quite a lot you're gonna have nintendo online anyway so you can play it but i think most, most people do yeah it's doable or maybe even just i think honestly i genuinely think that if nintendo branched out and made some of their games available for pc they would make millions more. They would make so much more money. Like, imagine... Uh, like, I've never played it, because I played, like, a demo or something, but Smash Bros. Mm. Like, imagine that on, on Steam. Or imagine that on Nintendo's own la launcher. Like, yeah. you can have the Nintendo launcher. You can buy the games, you can play them on PC. So that, that eliminates people needing to get ROMs and stuff like that for games that they already own. Because... Yeah, but, uh, dude. They, they've... <laughs> They've only in 2022 will be the first time they've got a multiplayer for Pokemon. Like, I know. Come on, <laughs> they're a good 20 years behind everyone. We might get the Nintendo launcher in 2042. No, I know, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's just Nintendo in it. They they classically behind. behind. Yeah. Like, what is it? They've just hit 1080p on on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, like oh, you Nintendo. If, if any of you from Nintendo are listening, please shoot this idea to the higher-ups or something to, like, make a Nintendo launcher so we can have the games on PC. Uh, we can, like... Honestly, dude, I'm psyching myself up for this game. It's not it even a exist. thing. It doesn't even exist. And I'm, like, super excited as if it's coming out next year or something. Like, 
It's it's awful. I'm I'm just thinking. Oh, sorry, I'm I've thought it. I'm about it for years, even to the point where it was like you could choose between the three original starter regions. So, um, Kanto, Johto, and Hoenn. Yeah. Then you could complete the other two regions, and that would be the base game, and the other regions would come as DLC. Yeah. Like, even though. <laughs> That's the biggest. You're just giving them ideas to do cash grabs right now. <laughs> just because it's, D- it's DLC doesn't mean it has to be charged. Well, yeah, you I guess. Free DLCs. They could do pound, it could be a pound DLC, like. But it's Nintendo, dude. Like, yeah. don't they have the virtual consoles and it's still like 20 quid or something for like yeah. a game that's been out for like 20 years? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I just won the game. I don't care if I'm going oh, to pay for it. I won the game. I know. Honestly, I pay for it. That's the thing. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm the same as you. I would pay for it, even if it was like twenty quid for DLC or like yeah. an an extra fifty quid to unlock all of the DLCs. Because I'm that passionate about those Pokemon games, I would buy it. Yeah. And honestly, to have a Nintendo launcher, have the virtual console, so everything that you bought on the Nintendo uh, would synchronize over to PC, so you could play it on PC. You wouldn't have to worry about anything. Uh, like uh, the cross progression or anything like that, because mm. it's synchronized to your Nintendo account, it would be absolutely fantastic. It's the same thing as Nintendo. Uh, sorry, Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Like, I don't know if it's the thing yet. Uh, you might know because you play PlayStation a lot, but um, PlayStation have this thing as well. But oh, as far as I'm aware, it's only on PlayStation where you have PlayStation Play or something where you can have like the cloud based games or like it's yeah. a rental thing. It's pretty much the equivalent Play- to Xbox PlayStation Game Pass. PlayStation now. Yeah, PlayStation Now. So if they had PlayStation Now on PC, that would unlock an entirely new library for them where they would have like an, another in-stream of money for people that want to play games like God of War, like people want to play Uncharted and all those kinds of games, like the yeah. Spider-Man. They wouldn't need to port it over to PC if they had PlayStation Now for PC. Because like I know Microsoft and Xbox are the same company and stuff, but they got it perfect. They've got it where they have an Xbox Game Pass, but then Xbox Game Pass for PC where you can play Xbox games on PC. And the way they've done it is fantastic. P- uh, PlayStation should do the same uh, if they haven't done or aren't planning on doing already, as well as Nintendo should do the same. Mm-hmm. Rather than restricting themselves to their own handheld games, why not branch out to PC? Because that's where everyone's going. Like, oh, not it's, everyone. It's heading there, definitely. It's, it is. It's definitely heading that direction. And I think that's where things should go mm. like yes have your handheld consoles yes for the nostalgia and and whatnot and so you're out and about like the devices in our pockets like who knew 22 years ago or 30 years ago actually that we would have this little device in our pockets that could play the games that we thought were revolutionary mm. on in the Game Boy color like nobody knew that like, they probably thought we'd have flying cars and stuff by now, but you know what? <laughs> when you had Snake on your Nokia. Exactly. The Nokia 3310 used to play Snake <laughs> in, like, that Space Invaders kind of game. You used to make your own ringtones. Like, who knew that you could just, like, press a few keys on a keyboard and you could just make insane music? Yeah. Like, without any instruments whatsoever. Like, nobody knew that was going to happen. So, what they should do to increase their revenue and increase their stock shares and stuff is just branch out more like and just port their games to pc because don't they have dev kits that you can play them on pc anyway because they have basically have the emulator because it's like closed source and stuff 
pretty much. I'm because it took years for like uh, a Nintendo Wii emulator, and it's still buggy. Yeah. So I'm fairly certain they used to develop. Uh, it's it's all based on Linux anyway. So it's it's not as if it's it's hard to port or hard to do. Like they should just be able to do it easy. They got multi-million, multi-billion-pound companies. If they want to make a few more billion, port over to PC. That's the bottom line. You just need to take <laughs> it to PC. Join the PC master hard. race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would do. I would be more inclined to to play Nintendo games and buy Nintendo games if it was on PC. The I fact think that you see a lot more people streaming them as well, which is yeah, gathers a lot of hype games these days. That's that's another thing with Nintendo. From they had the Nintendo Partner Program and stuff. The only way, otherwise, they would copyright you. Um, so back a few years when people like, I'm not sure if they've changed it now, but there was a Nintendo Partner Program where um, you had to apply if you're accepted. You could stream certain games or you could stream Nintendo games. Um, but at the same time, if you if you wasn't in that program, they could copyright you, and they did copyright you. Like, the same thing as, like, a DMCA about music. It would be the same thing, but I'm fairly certain that was the case. If I'm wrong, somebody probably it's, will correct me, or I'll get a cease and desist letter from... Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's still the case now. Um, it is. Yeah, so um, a couple of poker tubers that I used to watch quite religiously... Um, what they were saying was, is if you were just to have the screeners being like your face playing a Pokemon game, they're likely to come after you, which is yeah. why when you watch a lot of like Pokemon content or even any Nintendo content, it'll be like they'll have a camera in the top corner. They'll have the main game. They'll have like a skin sort of thing over the top. So there'll be like slots for the different screens, but it, there's a lot of more production that goes into the actual videos and the reason yeah. they do that is because it nintendo can't copyright it because it's not purely their content yeah no i get that now yeah You've so it's, 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 you're creating your own production using part of their system so they don't tend like it tends to stop the copyright from happening so it tends to like sway from direct copyright to more free use than anything yeah 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 no i get that but it's, 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 it sucks that you need to do something like that to get around playing your favorite games. And I think Nintendo just needs to take their finger out and just be like, you know what? You're helping us gain more advertising. It's free advertising. Yeah, you might be making money through YouTube ads. You might be making money through subs and stuff. But at the end of the day... Doing it. Pokemon would have died by now. Exactly. That's what I mean. And it's, it's the modding community and it's, it's the community behind these games that have the love for these games that make them... A lot still alive and make developing new Pokemon games worth it because without these this community there wouldn't be so much hype. It's like Pixelmon. Look at Pixelmon. Like they've yeah. just updated that to sixteen point five, and like yeah, it's a buggy mess right now. But if there wasn't so much hype around it, like they wouldn't be doing it. And I think with a community as as strongly knit and passionate about the Pokemon games as it is Pokemon, yeah. then. They wouldn't be making new ones. They wouldn't be remaking or redoing the story over for like the 50 millionth time or adding a new zone, that kind of stuff. So if they pulled their finger out, they allowed streamers and content creators to to stream the games like every other company. Yeah. Um, if they made a PC launcher, so it made it easier to play the games that you love, so you didn't necessarily have to buy that particular um, console or something. Um or you could have it in higher 
like graphics quality because you're streaming it from a computer it's just nicer like to and ease of use because like i said my nintendo switch i i bought it i very really play it anymore but when i do it's yeah. for a couple of couple of like minutes maybe an hour or so at a time mm. and it's just i don't feel the need as if like i as much as i want to play the pokemon games i don't feel as if like i can be bothered to because it's like i've got to get a switch out and I got to do this, that, and the other when I want to be sat at my computer doing the thing. sat at your computer, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So it's just easier just to switch on the Nintendo launcher and then just, uh, just just play it, play a game, like you know. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's what what should be done. Like it's it's the way forward. Definitely. So um, because... talk, talking of streamers as well, man. Haven't we got the uh, streamer of the week this week? Yes, and honestly, it's a favorite of mine. Like he's really cool streamer. A uh, very, very talent, talented guy. He's got fantastic hair, a gorgeous bloody beard. And it is, yes, I mean, it's, it's a threat design. <laughs> of course it's not me. I'm just stupid. <laughs> so it's threat designs. So my streamer of this week is actually threat designs. Uh, he streams quite a, quite a few games. He was streaming today as we're doing this, uh, streaming Among Us. And he's not just a streamer. He is uh, like a graphic designer. Like not a graphic designer, sorry. He does like art and commissions and... Uh, yeah. comics and stuff like that he's absolutely fantastic uh one of the most talented people on twitch if i'm honest and uh he does art and design he does photography he does acting uh he's a really nice guy honestly he's a fantastic content creator you'll go go over there when he streams uh i believe it's on wednesdays he does comic books uh and when he's when he streams games when he plays dead by daylight or among us you'll just love his vibe he's super friendly killer um, he's very nice. He's super chill and laid back. Um, honestly, you you will love him. Um, I've raided him a few times, but honestly, he's he's he does the the community a lot of good. Like the the guy is a very very good guy. I do I do have a lot of love, a lot of time for him. And uh, yeah. he didn't pay me to say any of this. I promise. But no, no, <laughs> it's he, genuine, he, generally my thoughts. He definitely is a really cool guy and like I've seen a couple of like his YouTube videos and stuff that he's put together and they've just been amazing how he puts them together and the editing work goes into it as well. Yeah. The editing work that he did on the one I'm back when because he did take a break for a while and uh, the, the video that he did with coming back it was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it was brilliant. And it was. He gets, in, he gets involved with his community too. It's like when he raids you or you raid him uh, he put a video before, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, you saw it, Ryan, but um, he made a montage of people raiding him. And, like, I was in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, like, I, di I didn't even realize that, like, and he, like, I raided him this one day, and he's like, yo, okay, crazy, check out this video. Like, I've just put it together kind of thing. I've just, we've just shown it, but because you've come come in, uh, you're in, in it, and I want to show you kind of thing. He was really cool with it. And, um... Like he put it on and like it was people um that raided his community and he was giving each individual member a shout out and it was funny like the one that um how i how i introduced him now with like a great beard gray hair and all that kind of stuff like mm. really <laughs> fanboying over him like he he caught that on one of my streams and <laughs> like he goes back and watches watches the vod and stuff like that and he's honestly he's just such a humble down-to-earth guy he's 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 amazing uh he's super nice and he, like if any of you go to him, you you'll love him. He streams uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, eight to eight. So he usually does around twelve hour streams. Um, it is twitch.tv slash threat designs. Uh, but yeah, like you'll love him. He's fantastic. 
definitely, definitely. Um, leading on from that, um, there is another streamer that I do want to talk about uh, today. Um, yeah. So we've been waiting for the announcement of when this event will be uh, known as the Light in the Fog event. Yes. Um, this is for Puppers, who is a Twitch streamer. He was um, he was a massive DVD streamer, still is. Um, from what I understand, he actually plays the game with his feet at the moment, which is just insane. Um, so he was diagnosed with uh, ALS in early of 2020. So he started off with a small tickle in his throat that he went to the doctors for. They didn't really think much of it, but it didn't go away. And they slowly developed into a bit more of a slur that people close to him noticed. Um, so he he ended up getting the diagnosis of ALS um, and since has deteriorated significantly from where he was when I first started watching him, certainly as a streamer and watching his YouTube content and stuff. Um, so a load of his mods and a lot of the community come together last year to create the light in the fog um event so this was originally just to just to help him he was looking to go and do some um stem cell research uh therapy i think it was just to see if he could possibly look at getting a cure because this is a incurable disease as far as we know at the moment and it reduces the life expectancy quite significantly like it's uh, the average is two to five years after a diagnosis of it um but last year they raised a hundred and seventy thousand dollars that's amazing toward, towards his treatment and i mean like they the the streamers from all over the community got involved there was um Otstava was there um his closest friends were um noob three um farmer john and monto they uh, or they were all there um playing games with him um but i think there was a good hundred odd uh streamers that got involved there was some commentating on games. They were taking turns, and it would. It was just a. It was a great thing to watch and be a part of. And well, their merch was just incredible as well. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, that is coming to uh, back around again. So it'll be October the twentieth to October the twenty third in twenty twenty two. Um, so just a couple of months. So uh, we will leave the links. For the event uh in the description on youtube for definite um but if you could get over and even if it's just a tweet to show some love or you can st stop by the event and watch a little bit of it and be involved in it and talk and chat and just be a part of it or even, just sharing it really isn't it yeah even just, even sharing it, just, just to get that awareness out there and potentially help one of possibly the nicest guys I've seen play DVD and like he's just incredible to be fair and it'd yeah. be nice even like the the money raised is is amazing but having the community come out and show their love for a, that person is just next to nothing. it's incredible really. it's, in, it's invaluable that sort of yeah. support so we just want to bring some attention to that yeah it gives you it gives you that inspiration to like fight on and no matter what life throws at you you can always just like find light in the darkest of places and really it's just about support like you said and we just need to just support people in the community and this is a just fantastic way that we can do it and to try and bring more awareness to it so like you said they raised over a hundred and seventy thousand uh, dollars for in three days which is just it's absolutely incredible 
and to be able to try and be a part of it even if it's like you said by sharing it on twitter tweeting support uh like if you donate to it or or anything like that that's that's it's just amazing uh like you just just the awareness sorry i'm stuttering my words i'm just getting a bit choked up a little <laughs> but uh yeah it's it is like it's fantastic it, i just i'd love to be a part of it uh, it'd be nice to take part in in the event That'd but incredible. we did sort of try and get one of uh the community members and we, we're trying to get someone involved called apocalypse if you don't know who apocalypse is he's a fantastic streamer uh he was actually in one of the first juicer of the month that we had going on uh he was the guy that's uh that has a bit of a wild trim and shouted or poo uh oh, in his man. clip <laughs> but yeah we're trying to get him involved with it like to trying to like sort of push him so we can uh he can be considered to be in the events which would be awesome yeah. but uh yeah, it's, it's incredible that he plays the game with his feet when I know people that struggle to play with with like with, with both of their hands like on controller or keyboard and mouse and it's just it's just it's just an inspiration really like no matter like I said no matter how down or how bad you're feeling there's there's always somebody worse but there's always someone there trying to find the best yeah in a like a really bad situation you know the the one thing and, I will say is if if you don't like Dead by Daylight or it's not your thing or anything, please just swing by and watch even half an hour of that stream because you know what? It's incredibly, incredibly humbling to see such a massive gaming community coming together just to support one person, regardless of what the game is or whether you like it or not. Just that environment yeah. is insane to be in part of. It's amazing. It really is. And... Like I said, to, to donate to the cause or to help spread awareness for it, it 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 gives hope for the future as well, for future generations with uh, that suffer with that disease. Uh, they can just get the, as much research as possible to try and find new ways to try and combat it, slow it down, or even uh, not make it as fatal because it is it is it is a fatal disease where mm -hmm. there's like a zero success rate of survival, which yeah. obviously is is awful, but even if you can extend the life expectancy from two to five years to even 10 or like even live with a disease um kind of like how aids has progressed now there's medication to uh sort of not get rid of the disease but you can live with it and you can live a normal life that that's that's the main goal is to try and just extend and give a better quality of life to anyone that has that yeah definitely and like as i say it's just it's just an incredible thing to be a part of and um any any support would be really really welcome regardless of what it be whether it's just a tweet or you you stop by and say hi or you do manage to or are able to donate or even just be a part of it yeah exactly i think so, that pretty much wraps it up now right yeah i think so so the only thing i want to ask from you guys is um we are looking to carry on doing a streamer of the week every week. So if you could uh, leave a comment, whether it's um, on the YouTube channel or on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, the way it, we'll be posting on, um, if you could just it, nominate streamers that inspire you in similar ways and we can try and uh, shine a spotlight on them and uh, yeah, just give them a bit of exposure. We want to be able to help people out here with, the platform that we're gonna have as well so uh, if you've got anyone that you would like to feature on streamer of the week please let us know also it'd be good to get those people on their podcast too so 
if you would like to see a particular streamer or content creator on the podcast, um, we'll do our best. No matter how big or small, it would be nice to get our staffer on one day, maybe, we'll, or something. We'll put the offers uh, out. The offers may not be accepted, but we'll put them out. Yeah, we'll put the feelers out, try and get it. Uh, and one last little Easter egg before we do go is uh, we didn't even know. We thought this was going to be a monthly thing where we do it, especially the day after, because I was getting messages the next day saying that he's got no voice. Yeah. And uh, Ryan didn't think that he'd be able to talk. <laughs> like he lost his voice for a few days, so we I, thought we'll, I we'll do it every got month. Quite a bit of a cough with it now, to be honest. Like I've yeah, I have a fair few times through this recording I've just noticed. to cough my lungs. <laughs> but yeah, so now that Ryan is getting used to talking a bit more, because obviously I stream pretty much full time, uh, so I'm used to talking for long periods of time. Uh, now that Ryan started talking, maybe just maybe we will be able to do it weekly and keep it up weekly. So yeah. We'll, that's why we've changed it to streamer of the week rather than streamer of the month definitely but yeah that's thank it from us guys thank you thank so much for, for listening uh, Ryan thank you for joining me again being my co-host being my pleasure uh, as always oh you naughty boy <laughs> <Daddy>. <laughs> have a great day gamers keep <laughs> bye listening bye